the social program on Radio Islam International. And this morning we're joined by Malala Ibrahim Baum and Malala Mohammed Vanke, and we'll be discussing our behavior during the holidays. Um, Malala Ibrahim, Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh, and assalamu alaikum to all the listeners of Radio Islam. Jazakumullah khairan, Malala, for uh, joining us uh, this morning on uh, the program. And uh, joining us online too is uh, Malana Muhammad uh, Vanka, well-known alim here in South Africa and, of course, a uh, frequent guest on Radio Islam International as well. Uh, Malana Muhammad, assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. And assalamu alaikum to Malana Ibrahim Bamsab and to the esteemed listeners of Radio Islam. Jazakallah khairan for the opportunity. Jazakallah khairan for joining us on the program this morning. My Ibrahim, this this morning we are discussing our behavior during the holidays. Yes, Moana, see, uh, there is no doubt that perhaps uh, this matter should have been discussed. And um, uh, it is a reality that we, 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 we did discuss it. Uh, in fact, we had a program on our behavior and what should be the mindset with regard to vacations and holidays. Uh, and we had a whole program, one hour program on it. And we addressed this as issue of, um, you know, behavior and akhlaq and conduct uh, and character uh, during the course of that program. And I'm sure many ulama uh, leading up to the, what is known as the holiday season, the vacation season, many ulama have discussed it in the Jumma talks. However, sometimes it seems that uh, maybe not all. I mean, see, we must also be uh, perhaps uh, have a, a better type of understanding in these particular matters in the sense that we should not generalize. But there have been one or two incidents that have been highlighted. And unfortunately, this is um, the beast uh, that we have with regard to social media. So what happens with social media is that even if there is good behavior across the board, but one or two, you know, incidents that happen, uh, that all of a sudden becomes um, uh, the perception that this is what is happening across uh, all type of uh, Muslim uh, people who are going for holidays. And um, it seems that the epicenter of all of that, if I can use the <laughs> word, uh, is, is Omslanga. And uh, the person who is in Omslanga, the, the alim who is there, who has been... Mm such an influential voice is Morana. So um, I was wondering that Morana can give us, you know, some sort of um, the feedback on this particular matter so that we can take it up from there. Okay, Barakallahu Feek, Bismillah Rahman Rahim. Morana Ibrahim Sab, Jazakallahu Khairan for the opportunity. Uh, you know, it's a, it's a social program and I, I, every now and then we do listen to the recording of the program, Mashallah, Tabarakallah. Uh, and, uh, you know, this issue that Monana spoke about, I suppose uh, all the listeners are fully aware of what, uh, what had transpired this year and what perhaps what transpired in previous years. This is not an isolated incident that happens, uh, you know, every, every few years. But I've been in this community for the past 18 years. And literally every other year uh, during the holiday season, uh, you know, I, I receive complaints from, and this is my concern, I do not receive complaints from the Muslim community alone. 
but from the from the non-Muslim community, and in particular those who are uh, you know working in these holiday facilities, the management of these holidays because of our our interaction with them, and we constantly receive complaints uh, with regards to the behaviour of not all. I think we need to be very clear about it, like Polana mentioned, not all the youth, but there are a certain number of youth. So I was invited uh, a few a few years back to a town. Uh, I don't want to mention the name, and we were sitting and having dinner, and there was a group of young men, young men perhaps in the in the 30s, early 40s, and they mentioned to me categorically, you know, we come to Durban to create, we come to Omsanga to create, you know, this is what we come to do every year, we play volleyball or soccer, whatever it is, and, you know, we come to create. So I had a chat with them, I said it's a bad reflection on, uh, you know, on the, on the Mus- on Muslims, if we cannot become ambassadors, you know, for Allah's sake, let us not become, let us not become obstacles. So what, uh, what prompted me to, uh, you know, to pen down my thoughts uh, on that particular, the 1st of January, uh, after Salatul Fajr, you know, we live here on the coast and, you know, we really don't. I mentioned to the brothers at the masjid the other day, I said, we live right here on the coast. You know, how many of us have been to the beach, uh, you know, in the past few years? And a brother mentioned to me, he said that in the past five years, uh, you know, he hasn't put his foot in the water. You know, we're not speaking about E. coli or that's a separate issue altogether. But khair. so I decided after Salatul Fajr or Ishraq around 5.30 to take a drive down to, to the beach and I would have thought, you know, being New Year's and everything would have been quiet. Uh, closer to Gateway, the roads were quiet. But lo and behold, as I got down to the, you know, to the beach, I had seen, uh, you know, groups of youngsters, Muslims, non-Muslims, uh, you know, standing on the road. And uh, what, so anyway, I got to the bottom, I parked the vehicle. And as I walked towards the promenade, I had seen this group of boys and girls, Muslim boys and girls, some of them I I know, you know, I identify with who they are, the families that they come from, etc. And many of them were intoxicated. Many of them were intoxicated, you know, wobbling away, some of them going back to the hotels, the apartments, some of them going back to the cars. And, uh, you know, for me, it uh, it really pained me on the inside. Uh, so I, after, I, I just drove back home and some thoughts uh, that were in my heart, the pain of the heart, I just penned it down and I sent it to a few brothers and it be- began gaining momentum and I was inundated with calls, you know, from people across the country that tell us who these youngsters are and we need to sort them out. I said, no, that's not the way, you know, to deal with it. End of the day, end of the day, we need to al- adopt a lot of diplomacy. If we are not going to welcome our youth, wallahi, they are going to, you know, look elsewhere. So, uh, so I sent out that message. And I can tell you some uh, some were very critical that I'm painting everybody with the same brush. And like I mentioned at the at the beginning, that that was not my intention. But the spin-off or the positive uh, thing that came of this. Uh, subsequently, I received, uh, you know, calls. There were some youngsters that, you know, they had seen me there that morning. And perhaps, you know, when they had sobered up, uh, you know, they realized, uh, you know, what they were doing. And perhaps, the, uh, you know, they were in the in the right place at the wrong time or whatever it was. And some of them had come to see me at the masjid, you know, to apologize to me. So I mentioned to them, you know, that you all don't need to confess to me. You know, it's between you and Allah. And I give you my word. Their fear was that I would openly belittle them uh, and mention them by name. And I said, I give you my word. What I had seen, it's between between me and Allah, and it's between you and Allah. And that reminded me of that incident of Sayyidina Umar radiallahu ta'ala anhu, Umar bin Khattab, where one day he was walking in the streets of Medina. With him was Abdullah bin Mas'ud. And there was an elderly Sahabi that was drinking liquor. And he peeps through a small hole. 
and uh, you know he sees this eldest sahabi and he scales the wall not telling abdullah bin mas'ud what is going on and he rushes towards his elderly sahabi grabs him by his collar and he says a old man like you the grave is around the corner this elderly man looked at sayyidina umar and he said i have committed one crime you at one time you have committed three crimes you spied on a muslim you look for the faults of a believer and you entered the home of a believer without his permission sayyidina umar took his cloth covered his face and repeatedly admonishing himself waynul laka ya umar illam yaghfir laka rabbuk aw oh, umar there is destruction for you if allah does not forgive you for one month this elderly sahabi stayed away from the majlis of sayyidina umar thinking that sayyidina umar would have told the entire community of the wrong that he had done eventually after one month this elderly sahabi comes to masjid an-nabawi and sayyidina umar spots him in the gathering and he called him close a lengthy narration and then he whispers into his ears faltaqama udhuna as though he makes a morsel out of his ear he said walladhi ba'atha muhammadan bil haqqi nabiyya ma akhbartuhu ahadan min an-nas billadhi ra'aytu fi hadhihi al-layla wallabna mas'ud fa innahu kana ma'i this is the message by the qasam of that being who has sent me as his true messenger by allah i have not disgraced you in the least bit i have not told anyone about you abdullah bin mas'ud was with me he too does not know about the wrong that you had done so yeah the the the, I, the intention was just to highlight the situation this is what is happening on the ground uh, you know to make the parents our parents aware and the sad thing for me was when i interacted with some of these youth some of them come on holidays uh, without their parents they come with their friends boys sometimes girls a group of girls come together you know to amshlanga they book in at a certain hotel uh, you know for a, under the pretext that they're having a wonderful fabulous holiday and after the holidays they're going back home and the parents are totally oblivious totally oblivious so one particular parent i had con- contacted so you know the so i contacted the father and i said that you know what uh you know how's uh, you know uh, you know me quite well he said yes but well, i you know it's been a while since we met So I said how's your son doing? He said no my son is in Cape Town on holiday. So I said no your son is not in Cape Town he's in Durban. So I said what do you mean he's, he's asking me what do you mean he's in Durban? I said I saw him uh, a few hours ago uh, you're on the beachfront. So he calls his son and uh, the son doesn't take the call. And the father was perturbed and disturbed. He's telling me that Bonana what are you telling me? What are you telling me? So I said my intention is just to bring it to your notice you want to go and this is the message you want to go on holiday take our children and go together give them that quality time so I had seen this and you know subsequently it was not only on the 1st of January but I had seen on the 2nd and the 3rd and uh, you know the issue of uh, you know perhaps you know I am uh, you know I'm totally embarrassed to even you know raise these concerns I had seen some of the footage. I, you know, I've been to two of these establishments, these hotels on the beachfront, and uh, you know, the management had shown me some of the footage and what goes on. Uh, you know, the abuse of intoxicants, the abuse of drugs, abuse of uh, the staff that are working in these, you know, in these facilities. That's one issue, and the other very important thing that we need to highlight, and I think the Jamiat had taken out an article on this: the issue of halal friendly. There are many of these establishments that perhaps the food is halal and they serve alcohol. We are not speaking about a halal friendly restaurant. Here we are speaking about a restaurant 
where the food is 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 not even halal and they serve alcohol and this has been brought to my to my to my attention this has brought been brought to my notice by non-muslim staff that are working in these establishments and they've sent message and this has been happening for many years that our imam uh, when you are giving your friday discourse if you could just conscientize your community and tell them that many of the muslims are eating with their families in our restaurants we prepare the food uh, you know this contamination and the food is not is not halal so the, uh, the intention merely was just to create this awareness uh, you know we go on holiday you know uh, we have a uh, we working throughout the year during the december period we take our families so go out together and we need to i think be aware of what is happening our intention is not to target the youth wallahi we need to make an effort on them we need to embrace them and in, in my last jumwa i spoke about it many of these youngsters they attended the jumwa program i've been in touch with many of them you know who have contacted me uh you know individually and i've been speaking to them and mashallah you know many of them have told me that uh, that you know what inshallah you know we, uh, we make make dua for us that we would never return to that to that vice again so what is for us to condemn them that famous incident when that individual came into the masjid and urinated what did nabi akram sallallahu did nabi alayhi salam condemn him did nabi alayhi salam beat him up did nabi alayhi salam criticize him what did nabi alayhi salam do he called him one side and he said oh my brother this is the masjid this is a place of sanctity a place of allah's worship we do not do such things in the masjid so we have so many other so many alternatives available uh, you know as youngsters go out together the company uh, is so important so these are just few of uh, you know these are issues that need to be highlighted perhaps you know via this platform uh, those parents that are listening you know we need to take heed to you know these uh, these advices and this is uh, you know what's happening on the ground you know we're not living on an island we're not living in a bubble uh you know when people heard of this maybe you're trying many people told me molana you're trying to tell us that there are muslim boys and girls that are drinking so i said it's a reality it's a reality we cannot shy away you know from that uh, you know it's a reality so we need to you know uh, as ulama use the juma platforms use the platforms to you know conscientize you know our communities inshallah Jazakallah so much, Mulana. Obviously, you are in the center of that, and Allah Taala reward you for taking out the time and effort, and the concern with regard to the matter. Uh, the point you have highlighted is true. We don't want to intend to go into a witch hunt, and we're not even uh, here to to see who did and who didn't do. Uh, you see certain areas' names being mentioned, and I don't think that is the purpose that we are going to engage in today's time. and in today's program but w- w- what would be the, the the solution to this how how do we go i see that one of the solutions you you suggested was that uh, families uh, go on holidays together now children and youth would perhaps find it boring that they go with their um, uh, with their parents it might be much more uh, exciting much more adventurous uh, to go with um, friends because there's a certain degree of um, supposedly more freedom more adventure more quote unquote fun but of course in that fun it brings about different destructive tendencies so wh- one of the solutions we have brought about is that uh, families take their children themselves and um, do the do the break and the recreation but under supervision is there anything else that we could be doing in this particular regard You know, Molana, I, uh, I I mentioned it. You know, during my uh, you know during my Juma program, is that we live in a time today when we speak about the family unit. You know, families did things together. 
I spoke to one brother and he told me that, you know what, this year we decided the wife is gone to a certain country on a holiday. I decided to go to a certain country. My daughters are gone here. My sons are gone there. So, uh, so like I mentioned, number one, try and do things together. But of course, the youth, uh, you know, love to go out with their friends. I think it is important that, you know, we know, uh, you know, the whereabouts of our kids. One brother mentioned this to me last night. He said, my son is 30 years of age. He said, not a day passes, but I inquire for me. Have you read your salah? Have you read Quran today? You know, the whereabouts of our children. So we need to, uh, you know, there are two things that we learn from Quran and Sunnah. One is the element of love coupled with sternness, but in moderation. You know, the element of love, coupled with sternness, you know, but in moderation. Uh, the Amhlanga area has become a very, <clears throat> has become a very popular area, uh, you know, in the, in, the recent, in the recent past, in the past few years, with the new developments that have come up. And the people from Johannesburg, you know, I, uh, I've noticed that they, you know, they love this particular area. So it's good. You know, we have salah facilities available. Uh, you know, there are halal restaurants that are there. Uh, you know, sometimes I begin to wonder, you know, why should we resort to doing those things that are un-Islamic? You know, you can enjoy the beach, you can enjoy the walk on the promenade. Uh, you know, they are, and for me, the sad thing is there are many families that come with their children and the little kids are exposed, you know, to, to the vulgarity of some of these, uh, you know, uh, some of these youngsters. And it's become the norm. It's become the norm. Uh, you, you know, we need to be, we need to be conscious of it. Uh, you know, be uh, of the environment that we, we are ambassadors of this beautiful deen. You know, they are non-Muslims. And for me, the sad thing, what really, uh, uh, you know, it, it struck a chord within me is what what message are we giving to the, you know, to the non-Muslim community? Because I have been, you know, I can tell the amount of messages I have been receiving, not only this year, but every year that speak to, you know, speak to your Muslim, uh, speak to the youngsters. Uh, that, just the other day, in fact, I was at the bottom. This was not even at night. Uh, this was in the afternoon. There was a group of youngsters that were walking around at the bottom where the pearls uh, parking lot is with fireworks, you know, lighting fireworks and running away next to people's vehicles. And it was an absolute, I had to call this group of youngsters and, you know, with, uh, with hikmah, I said, you know, don't do this. Don't do this. They said, well, are we having a good time, man? I said, no, you can have a good time, but, you know, don't do it in this, in this environment. You know, go and go into the swimming pool or go and swim in the beach. But, you know, don't do that. It becomes, it becomes an embarrassment, uh, you know, for us. So I think it's important, like I mentioned, you know, try and do things together. Uh, you know, show our children that love. Give them that undivided, you know, attention. Unfortunately, today we are so caught up when it comes to dunya that we have no time for this priceless, you know, gift of nature. And like I've always said, to find obedient children who are upright in society, it's the priceless gift of Allah. You know, make shukr to the Almighty Allah. So, but, you know, uh, having said that, you know, these are the youth of the ummah. We cannot abandon them. Like I mentioned in the beginning, I was inundated. People said, Bolana, tell us who these youngsters are and we will beat up these lighties. I said, no, no, that's not how we deal with the situation. And Alhamdulillah, Alhamdulillah, by the grace of Allah, you know, many of them, many of these youngsters, I received a call yesterday. In fact, uh, not the day before, there was a youngster who came to see me after Salatul Isha, you know, at the masjid. And he said that, I, you know, I said, don't confess to me. You know, we turn to Allah. Uh, he said, no, this was, you know, inshallah. He said, make dua for me. I've come to tell you that you had seen me. Don't embarrass me. I said, it's not for me to, to mention your name to anyone. He said, I've made this near that I want to change my life, you know, for the better. 
So I suppose that's the that's the approach, and that should be the attitude of each other. so much. You have given us much uh, to to think about, and maybe to speak about after the break. We would appreciate if you could even continue with us afterwards, but uh, uh, depending on your schedule. But uh, inshallah, we would continue with this uh, after after the break. That's uh, it's just gone past nine thirty. This is the social program on Radio Islam International, and. Uh, uh, speaking about our behavior during uh, the holidays, uh, Malala Ibrahim Bauman, as you heard, Malala Muhammad Vank as well, giving us uh, insights into that. Uh, you can interact with us and share with us your thoughts on 0727861548. The social program here on Radio Islam International. And uh, this morning we are discussing our behavior uh, during the holidays that as uh, believers, as Muslims, how we behave, how we conduct ourselves especially in public uh, places, when we are on holiday, when we are taking a break, when we are uh, enjoying some of that, uh, that, that free time that we have, the manner, uh, the character that we show at that time is of utmost importance. And on the program this morning, we have Malana Ibrahim Bam as well as Malana Muhammad uh, Venka. You can interact with us. You can share with us your thoughts, uh, 0727861548. That's the WhatsApp number. If you'd like to come on as well, you can uh, drop us a message and we will call you back. Uh, Malala, uh, my Ibrahim, as we have been discussing and the points that have been been made that our behavior and character is of utmost importance during the holidays. We need to go beyond that now. We have spoken in the first half of that particular matter. Now we're looking at solutions. And firstly, before I go, I must express the disappointment that in the news uh, we spoke about uh, voice against um, uh, South African government's application uh, to the ICG, and there was nothing in the news about um, admiration for that. So I found it rather strange uh, from Radio Islam on that particular matter. Although maybe we, we, we did interview him, and maybe uh, his views could have been put forward, but in the same breath, I think uh, there should have been uh, another view also on that matter in the news, uh, something that uh, perhaps the news department should have looked at. Uh, I, I think two things that needs to be, three things that needs to be done with regard to this. One is, um, Morana Venka brought about the aspect of um, um, taking the children with you on the holidays, which is one thing that we have to speak. He also, uh, something that we really need to do is, how do we find the right balance uh, between, in terms of the tarbiyat of children, in terms of um, the upbringing of children, uh, how do we find the right balance between uh, being strict and giving them a certain degree of freedom. Because we all know that there is also an aspect that sometimes if you are overly strict, then you also create rebelliousness. So how do we get that right balance? Someone had said that bringing up children is like a, you know, catching a wet bar of soap. Uh, if you catch it too loose, it falls out of your hand, and you t- catch it very tightly, a wet bar of soap, it also falls out of your hand. And the third thing that we could be discussing in the limited time that we have ab- available is the purpose of... Uh, vacation is the purpose of a vacation to have unfettered freedom and unfettered fun. Is there any particular boundaries with regard to that? So I think if we look at the, 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 the first half of the program, which was to highlight the behavior which we have done, and I don't want to only go on to that, how do we now find the solutions? And in terms of this, I have um, you know, highlighted three things that have come out of Morana's uh, you know, uh, 
uh, presentation and what he had seen, an eyewitness account. So one is um, the feasibility of taking your children to with, with you to holidays. What is the right balance in terms of uh, the tarbiyat and the looking after of the children? Is there perhaps a cut of time with regard to the uh, the time uh, and and the age? So does it mean that after 16 that there mustn't be any type of a limitation and supervision over the children. And I think the third thing is the purpose of our holidays. If we can maybe hone in on these three things, we can make our hour today much more productive. And if you'd like to interact with us, you can send through your questions or you can send through your interactions on 072 786 uh, for eight more message that has come through here on uh, the WhatsApp line saying that Jazakumullah uh, and for the lovely program. Um, we always enjoy listening to this program and uh, it's excellent, uh, the topic that Mulana has chosen. And uh, they go on to say that uh, we as parents are also to be blamed and, and it's so scary. Yes, no doubt whatsoever. Mulana, I think also another thing that I would like to add on is, is, is to create alternatives. But inshallah, uh, Morana, I don't know if Morana can, um, uh, Morana Venka can uh, throw light on some of the things that I have said and maybe he would like to add on with regard to the solution going forward. So, Molana, uh, excellent uh, suggestions and advices. Something that, that I've been uh, really reflecting upon. When we look at our masajid, when we have a program, a Jumma program, or you have a 15 Shaban program or a big night program, or you have a visiting scholar, who are attending these programs? So more than mm-hmm. often you would find that those people who have ta'alluq, you know, with, with the masjid. So these youngsters, many of them are not there for the Jumma talk. Many of them perhaps are not listening to this radio program. Many of them are not attending or not attending the talks of visiting scholars and ulama. Perhaps something that we need to look at is to create uh, a Islamic environment outside the doors of the masjid. You know, to I've seen this. I've been to some countries in the world. I was in Australia a few weeks ago. So what they do there, the scholars and the ulama, you know, they take the youngsters. Uh, Hafiz Shakir Bayat has been doing amazing work. I've uh, heard some of the reports of Hafizab and, uh, you know, the other ulama as, as well amongst the youth. Uh, you know, many of them are not attending. The moment you tell them, come to the masjid, come to the masjid, many of them, for whatever reason or the other, they will come and read their salah. But for whatever reason or the other, they do not want to listen, you know, to, to the bayans. And one of, I think we need to be very clear about it. And perhaps many might not agree with what I'm going to say is that many youngsters have mentioned to me that when we attend the Jumma bayans, the ulama are very critical of the youth. They're very critical of the youth and they do not give us uh, you know, any, uh, any hope in the mercy of Allah, any hope in the mercy of Allah. So they would choose then to, like in Durban, you know, you would find that there is a Jumma roster that normally goes out. So many of these youngsters, they would look at the roster. I know there are some youngsters that would drive perhaps, perhaps 10 kilometers to listen to a certain alim or they would drive to another masjid and they would not go to the local masjid. Because, you know, the alim is only going to bang us. So we rather, you know, listen to some positive message. So I think it's important how we pitch our, you know, our messages, the topics that we, that we select to discuss on a Friday. Uh, you know, otherwise we're going to lose our youth. We're going to lose our youth. So to create, uh, you know, some programs for them, you know, outside the masjid, uh, outside the masjid environment, you know, perhaps maybe in December, during the December period, you know, maybe the ulama could... Uh, 
you know, it's one of those difficult times to get ulama to do, leave alone other programs, even Juma programs during the December period. But maybe on the 31st of December to create a program and, uh, you know, welcome these youngsters into into some some environment, uh, you know, where we speak to them, just conscientize them, uh, and you know, give them some hope in the mercy of Allah. This is this is what the youth are searching and you know and looking for. Jazakallah so much, Mona. I think that is very very important. Uh, uh, one is that uh, to create alternatives because um, we uh, uh, you can't keep youngsters at that particular age completely away from what they would feel some form of recreation, some form of giving vent to, to the strength or the enthusiasm they had. Now the, the challenge is to channel that in a correct direction, to channel it in such a way that is beneficial and not harmful. Uh, we do agree on the aspect of vacation or taking a break, and there are many examples with regard to it. The statement of Sahaba, Abu Darda says, I give my mind a little bit of break for it to become more rejuvenated and fresh to remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So we, we take a vacation to revitalize us, to rejuvenate us with regard to our responsibilities towards Almighty Allah and our normal routine in our day-to-day life. You don't want to have the same routine right through. So you take a break from the routine to revitalize and re-energize you. So we have to do it in a way that we become and come back re- revitalized and rejuvenated and not come back that, uh, you know, we are, we are clouded uh, with our actions that sometimes we feel are fun, but in the long run can have devastating consequences uh, in a long term for us. And I think we have correctly identified monarchs to create the alternatives. Uh, Mona Shakir Bayaj, Dean Team, and other ulama in various places have been able to do that by getting the youngsters involved in um, positive type of interaction and positive type of recreation. Mm. More a question here that has come through from one of the listeners saying that, yes, as, as parents, we need to play our, our part as well. And there's always this, this fear that uh, if we... If we if we hold on too tight, that we might lose our children. But if you give them too much of freedom as well, then you lose them. So as a parent, how do you find that right balance that you want to be a part of of your children's lives? You want to build that relationship as well. But if you uh, basically keep them um, at home and are very strict on them, you might lose them as well. But if you give them too much of freedom, then you have that problem as well. So how do you find that balance as a parent? Yeah, I, I, I don't know. Morana is still with us, and maybe Morana can say, how do we get the right balance? Well, uh, I think you're more sort of, but just, I'll just add uh, perhaps uh, a short comment. I think one is, like we mentioned earlier on, uh, you know, the element of, uh, you know, love. Uh, Nabi Ali Salam said, keep the rod hanging and warn your children regarding the disobedience of Allah. Uh, what is meant by this? You know, we should not adopt a adopt a balance. You know, show them love. But similarly, when it comes to, uh, I personally have dealt with many parents who are living in denial. Uh, you know, when it's brought to the attention that your son is taking drugs or your daughter is doing this. You know, my son would never do that. And then later on, when it surfaces, you know, I should have listened. You know, the issue that perhaps uh, I'm not too sure to what extent the listeners are aware. The issue of LGBT. Uh, you know, it's a major, it's a major concern. During the holiday season, this was one of the, uh, one of the issues that was raised with us by uh, one of the, uh, the the managers of these hotels. He said it's a major issue even among, he, he mentioned to me, 
Is it categorically? I'm not too sure whether you're aware that it's a major problem in, in the Muslim community and you need to address this. So these are the, like you said, we've identified, you know, what the issues are, but we need to start looking for, for solutions. If we're going to, you know, I think, condemn the youth, uh, you know, constantly, we're going to lose them. We're going to lose them. So we need to start working with them. Uh, so as parents, I think it is important, you know, to show them love, to express love. That famous incident that one Sahabi uh, was sitting in the presence of the Nabi of Allah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, and his son came, he picked him up, made him sit on his lap, then his daughter came, he made us sit in front. Nabi Ali Salam said, why this unfair treatment? You know, you made one sit on your lap, you made the other sit in front. So to maintain equality, justice between our children, fairness between our children, to show them love, but coupled with sternness, but in moderation. So, you know, uh, so it's important that we as parents, you know, we uh, we play a vital role. You know, gone are the days that, you know, where we discipline, where we went to Madrasa, you know, years ago, you know, you got hiding, you came, you came home, you complained, you got another hiding. So gone are the days. We need to adopt a lot of diplomacy, you know, when it comes to, you know, parenting in, uh, you know, in the 21st century. It's a topic on its own. And, you know, there are so many seminars and talks that have been given, you know, on this topic. So, you know, to show them love. I think this is lacking. Uh, you know, we uh, either we overly love our children or we don't show them any love, you know, at all. Yes, well, Jazakallah so much. Well, I, I think the question that has been posed with regard to the right balance, I, I, I would like to perhaps suggest one thing, and that is um, give, give the children a framework that I'm, I'll allow you, you know, up, up to this particular uh, limit, you know, and beyond that, if you do something, then I will uh, take away the freedom that has been given to you. So in a time today, for example, there are different uh, methods of parenting. So you have the laser sphere type of parenting that children can do whatever they want. I don't care. It's for them to, 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 to choose their own destiny. That is one way, which is not the right way from Islamic point of view. One is a controlling method. You just do what I say. And previously we used to hear uh, our people saying that children should be uh, seen, not heard, you know. Uh, so something like that, which you, you, you don't, you know, just do what I say. Uh, I don't care with regard to your opinion. I don't think in today's time that is the right way because it creates rebelliousness. One is that you set a start negotiating uh, frameworks with your children. Right. Sit down and say, right, what, what are you going to do? Where, what are you going to do? Okay, this is something that is allowed. This is something that you can go to this aspect. Beyond that, if I come to know, or if you go beyond it, it's, it's, it's unacceptable. So what, what that does, perhaps, I'm just putting it out as, as a suggestion, is that even the children come responsible because they have chosen something, that I have chosen that this is the limit, and I have discussed it with my parents. So, for example, uh, you with the parents, you can say, all right, we're going to go out for co coffee. We are not going to get up to mischief. We are not going to, perhaps, how Morana made mention of, uh, the, the fireworks type of thing, which of course is against our ethics and also perhaps could cause harm. Uh, I'm not going to do anything that is haram. I'm not going to eat or drink anything that is haram. So one is to sit and talk to your children with regard to framework and agree upon that framework so both parties know what are the limits. I, I, would, I personally feel that it's frightening for a child to grow up without limits. So we have to have limits and those limits, instead of it being one way, uh, let it be something that is negotiated and something that is discussed and agreed upon by parents and children, especially children who are balikh. 
children who are 15, 16, 17, 18. Uh, obviously, children who are younger, you can, you can impose upon them to a certain degree because they still don't have understanding. But children who are in the late teens, you're going to have to agree upon something like this, which I have suggested. <coughs> Marges on this discussion, there, there's a message that, have come, that has come through here saying that um, that uh, when we hear grown-up people saying kids have changed, kids have changed, they say no, kids haven't changed, but we as adults uh, have changed. We haven't showed them uh, the right example uh, when it comes to how they should behave and how should they should live. Yeah, uh, definitely. I think that is that is important. When we say kids have changed, uh, it doesn't mean that we're giving them a complete freedom to do whatever we want. Um, you know, um, there is a statement that is attributed to Ali radiallahu ta'ala, which is very widely used. I've, I've even heard ulama speaking about it. I have heard Arab scholars speaking about it, although sometimes you find it difficult to, 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 to find the source of it. But it is widely quoted, Allah knows best. And that's something that don't bring up your children according to the age that you are living because their age is different from your age. Now Allah knows best with regard to it. But this one statement of Ali radiallahu is also very famous, that um, uh, play with your children for seven years, then discipline them between seven and 14, and then afterwards befriend them. So it does tell you that there are different approaches depending upon the, the age of the children. You know, so I, I personally feel after the age of 16, 17, to come harshly down and hit your children is many a times counterproductive. So in, in that sense, my, my suggestion would be, and again, this is not something that is wahi, it is something that uh, you come to know when you interact with people is set limits. And that limits, instead of it being one way, let it be two ways. Sit and discuss it and come to a formula and come to an agreement with regard to those limits. Ma, we've come to the end of the program. Perhaps, Ma, you just uh, any closing comments from your side, from Malala Mohammed uh, Banker's side as well? Uh, Malala, for the for the opportunity, and uh, inshallah, we hope uh, from the Almighty, we do to the Almighty Allah, let Allah guide our children, and we don't have a repetition of what. Uh, you know, what we experienced, not only this year, but previous years as well. Uh, you know, it's, I think it's important for ulama uh, up country to, you know, to highlight these issues, you know, prior to the holidays, you know, after the holidays, you know, the importance of parenting, what are our duties, responsibilities as parents, and of course, to embrace the youth. You know, if the youth have gone astray, with love, muhabbah, with shafqat, we need to bring them back, you know, onto the straight path, inshallah. <sighs> Jazakallah, for that opportunity and taking out your time. Uh, we, 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 we extended your time. You said that you are available till half past nine, but we do appreciate your time. And continue being in the forefront. In fact, one alim has sent me a message to say that uh, why is it not that the ulama befriend the youth? Why shouldn't they be in the forefront of creating such a report within the masajid and communities to be able to, to, to bring the right type of um, recreation with, with the youth? I mean perhaps something that ulama should be looking at and it's such an important thing that if the ulama do that, they would be able to set the right um, guidelines the right guidelines with regard to um, you know, recreation yet at the same time limitations and not going beyond the limit and these are some of the things really, it's such an important thing, maybe perhaps this what it has highlighted uh, is perhaps for us uh, not to take this for granted, I mean I'll, I'll be very honest, uh, I've been speaking about these holidays 
uh, for nearly every year for the past so many years. Mm. In the last two, three years, I've been thinking that yeah, now we've spoken enough about it. Let's leave it now. People uh, should be able to now remember the lessons that we have given. Right. And all of a sudden, you've come to realize that no, it isn't so. You need to uh, remind him again, again and again. Mm, that is true. Jazakumullah khairan to you, Jazakumullah khairan to Muhammad Venka as well uh, for joining us on uh, the program uh, this morning. And inshallah, uh, the podcast will be available a little later on. And uh, inshallah, we'll speak to you next week on the program.